0: 22 of the Inside Jogging Podcast and thanks for sticking with us for another show um, big week coming at you we've got an interview with Phil Sessman who finished 7th at London Marathon this year and was first Brit home we've got a roundup of the week including Great South Run um, Cardiff Cross Challenge and there's been a couple of big marathons today in Amsterdam and Paris we've got the usual listener questions we'll talk a bit about Josh's um, uh, deadlifts technique um, We'll go into that in depth, and and yeah, probably chat rubbish for the next hour or sh- hour or so, which I can't even say. Um, right, Matt has things in in Wrexham or wherever you are today. He's on mute. That's always good stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? Um, alls good. I've been doing some uh sewing today. Sewing. Sewing. Yeah. What have you been sewing? Do you know what? Let's take it. It took me about. Fifteen minutes to even get the little thread into the needle—that's the most annoying part. Of what were you sewing? Were you trying to sew? I was sewing a coat. A coat. Yeah. Okay. Cut a hole in it.
0: The last time I sewed was probably about year seven, eight at school, and I didn't even yeah. do much then. I just gave it to the girls to do because I couldn't handle it.
1: I got an A in uh, art and textiles. Art and textiles. Yeah,
0: GCSE. That's not a real GCSE.
2: GC- well, system, all right. right,
1: art is, but I did textiles <laughs> as well.
2: My school, and I was, was good at sewing. Yes, it is. Yeah. You did but, what? I said at my school, that would have been two separate GCSEs.
0: <laughs> Josh had a very good school. Um, it's from a very religious background, aren't you, Josh, to get into your school? Got <laughs> music yeah. place.
1: What's yeah. the name of your school? The King's School. The King's? Uh, nah, it's not. The King's School it is wow yeah He's what saying. happened to you then <laughs> literally um
0: right josh how are we back in back in peterborough you must be must be really excited to see my face a couple of times this week
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird being back in peterborough because it, it feels like every, the rest of the country's progressed and peter has sort of stayed the same a bit of a disappointment but there
0: we go surely we're more advanced than wales no, really not,
2: mate.
1: We have we have COVID passport now.
2: Exactly, far
1: more advanced.
0: Yeah, true. Josh wanted to go to go to a coffee shop after the run today, and we're literally parked in this village in the middle of the fens. I was like, "You ain't gonna get a coffee shop right here, mate."
2: So, Matt, if you're running, car, there's a coffee shop within what 400 meters in any direction. Oh
1: yeah, there's no cast around.
0: Uh, no, there was literally nothing. It's li- it's literally Peterborough. Then Whiz Beach, then Kings Lynn, then the sea. And if you've ever been to Whiz Beach or Kings Lynn, then yeah, sorry. I've for... got
1: a calf in Wrexham, in Grassford, in my little village. I'm saying something. Yeah, it's called well, fresh it's... and tasty.
0: Nice. Is it good?
1: Yeah. Out of ten. Oh, um, you know, it's it's fresh and tasty, and it's, it's a little calf. I can't I can't put it in the same realm as a natural coffee shop, but it's all right.
0: Talking about things out of 10. I've been watching Squid Games this week. I don't know if you two have seen it.
2: I finished it last night, actually.
0: No, don't tell me. Um, that's probably Josh's WhatsApp going, or mine. push should turn that off. Um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? So I, um, what, what I did see today was my friend sent me a, a couple of Squid Games outfits for your cats and dogs. So I'll put those in the show notes. Um, I think, I think Matt, you should get those. those, your cats in the back garden.
1: And then you could play a little game of Squid Games with them. There's a new one they're in the garden now. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, got mold, mold. we've got a new one. It's a white. It's a. It's like a leopard print one.
0: I'd play red, red light, green light with them. Exactly. That's why it's fought for Matt. Pretty much. So if I if I send you this link, Matt, um, you can you can buy them. These. If little I get
1: outfits, an air rifle, these little outfits. If I are oh, oh, they're nice. If I get an air rifle. And I shoot at them. Will it kill them or just harm them?
0: I think I don't think you should shoot at any animals in your garden.
1: Oh, well, I'm I, not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. Like you know, I don't. have PCA. A,
0: well, we and, live near Huntington Life Sciences, and yeah, you don't want those activists at your door.
1: It's just to scare them off. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to. Like you know, cause harm.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't shoot at them, you won't hurt them.
1: What if I just like hit like a little paw or something? Would that be all right?
0: I think we should move on before we get ourselves in trouble. Um, I don't don't want to get any. I can hear a baby crying. I'm hoping it's hoping you can't all hear that as well. But anyway, um, yeah. Other than that, and did anyone see the um, Chicago Marathon last week? I know we spoke about it, but did you see the 209 guy who had gone out too hard, got like detached from his all group? Right. And he turned round, ran the other way oh. to join, join the next pack. I did see that, yeah. So, Matt, next marathon for Josh. When we realise he's gone too hard, can we sort of get him to do the same thing?
1: He pretty much did that anyway.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. This guy literally turned around and ran backwards. He ran the, the opposite way on the course to join the next pack.
1: How <laughs> would you not slow down? Exactly. So- he Why do you turn around and go back on yourself?
0: Know, but he's a two hundred nine guy. So you'd think he's pretty experienced.
1: So he ran further than anybody else yeah. in that race. How 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 far was it? What must have
0: It was only like a fifty meters or so, wasn't it, to join the next group? Um
1: well, surely, like you're turning right, you're stopping, you're turning, then you're going back on yourself, accelerating, turning, and then going again. I'm sure that's going to drain you a bit.
0: Well, yeah, he ran two twenty, so I think he probably did drain himself, but. I think he was going out at like 204 pace, so he had to... Yeah.
1: Oh, he didn't win it. I thought he was the guy he won. No, no he was
0: an American guy. Anyway. Who was it? Um, good question. And that's sort of something I should have. Ian Butler. I never heard of him personally.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, he's, um, he's coached by Steve Jones. Is he? Mm. Is that I don't some- think that's what something Jonesy did. <laughs> somebody puts on the plan. Yeah, When you you get halfway, just turn around and go back on yourself. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can't see whenever that's a sensible option. Surely, as you said, you just either slow down or stop and wait for them. I don't know why you jog in the other direction.
1: Maybe you just wanted to keep moving. Maybe.
0: Maybe it's cold. Um, In other news, I think, well, I'm not going to make a joke about it because it's it's not a funny piece of news. We saw uh Kirop died at the age of 25 the kenyan bronze medalist from the world champs i think in in 2019 and maybe 2017 so yeah um sad news from kenya um but let's go on to something brighter let's talk about josh's training josh say my hair yeah why well, not? i was gonna say that but it's too obvious
2: yeah, all right, so my week, let me just get that up one second. We oh. just
1: saw you, I just saw your story, Josh, by the way. <clears throat> um,
2: let's, not, let's, not, let's not get too, let's, not, let's do this.
1: Oh, Sunday. okay, all right. Sunday. No Be- spoilers. Yeah. I'm but, sure the listeners are just why,
0: so excited for this. Why is he not ready? Right, do you want me to start for you, Josh? 12 yeah. October, Monday, Monday but, miles.
2: No, 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 Monday was no run.
0: Oh, well, that's a good start. Tuesday
2: it's because i'm i'm because we've got training peaks now it's
0: all you still
2: got a strava mate
0: no, um, no, 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 no. can you talk me for what what did you what did you do monday after the run then
2: um i drove to card uh, from cardiff to peterborough
0: oh yeah then we and then and we, we did the record- podcast and then we recorded the podcast yeah that
2: was all i did with my day but um tuesday i did so this was the first one back so i had last week off work actually which was nice um so i did four miles I went in the afternoon, actually, Um, 7.16. So, yeah, legs were... I don't know if you guys have this, but the first probably three runs I did, I just feel like I have no coordination almost. And it's very hard to sort of... It's really hard to describe, to be honest, because I've never had this after a block of, like, 10K racing or something.
0: Um, But, yeah, very odd. But how did it compare to, like, the other... The other uh, Americans, you've you've finished or not finished?
2: Similar, probably, but I think I had less time off this time. I don't think that made any difference, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's similar in the sense that your legs just feel weird more than tired or anything like that. So yeah, so that was that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I ran with you, um,
0: so we did five that miles. That was a delight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a I, bit took, I took you on a trail.
2: Uh we, yes, yeah, we did. Matt has
0: only
1: saw him take him on trails. No, they're nice.
0: It was flat grass. It was
1: Yeah, it's nice now. It's only gonna know. be nice in a, a month's time.
0: I said that. I said this is the last week. So uh there's
2: there's a place actually it, it's a um like a quarry, and it always reminds me of the James Bond film um Moonraker. Uh, no, a view to a kill with oh. um, oh, what's her name?
0: Is that, really, is that a James Bond film? I just said,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, it is. I'm not embarrassed myself.
2: <laughs> I think of that girl's name at the moment, but the um, yeah, the villain in there, it, it's very, very, uh, very similar. That always reminds me of that. So, yeah, anyway, we averaged 655 for
0: that. It was quick. I was pleased about it. Yeah, we're getting
2: there. impressive.
0: It was pretty moist, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was quite humid. I was in a long sleeve as well. Uh, then Thursday, I did five miles just on my own. Um, it was a bit quicker as well. I started getting a little bit quicker in the end, actually. So I started 710s and then got down 640, 630,
0: 628.
1: So average 639s in the end. Um, just a quick one. Um, who calls the weather conditions moist? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thought I'd add add in something to Josh's vocab. I has gone over his head that ass. I'm just glad he was talking about the weather.
2: Um and I, I did some strides after that so I just did four by 15 seconds, nothing too crazy. And then on Friday, I went down to Bedford and I ran with Jack Goodwin. It was good to catch up with him. Um so I did actually a little bit more than I was planning. So we did just under 10, so 9.8. Uh average six forty-nines, but again, it was pretty progressive. So the first mile was sort of seven thirty-seven and then got down to about six twenty-fives in the end. Uh, and then oh i one one thing I did miss off. I did added some gym in on which day did we do that, Aaron? Oh no, that was the next day. Next day.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. So then Saturday. Um just did four just over 45 minutes of easy running and then six by fifteen second hills. That was the um, route. Um, terrible <laughs> that was one of the worst routes I think I've done in a long time this mat was prime ankle breaker territory and then I was like yeah we just have to get to this across this and it was not, not
0: great You the run farmer, in... farmer oh, ploughed the field it's not my fault
2: not only did he ploughed the field there was crops growing on it and you had to run over the crops
0: well, we saw, oh we, I hate that we saw a very that. nice gentleman who was picking, some, <laughs> picking something out of the bush who told us it was the, the right way to go yeah, exactly. What was he picking out of the bush? I don't know because surely it's end, you know, end of season. Blackberries? Blackberries are done, surely. Very, very no, there's a
1: few knocking around, aren't
0: they? Blackberries are done in September, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I've seen a few knocking about. I
0: suppose it's been quite well. Some late bloomers. Yeah, like Josh.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, and then 16 second hills, uh, sorry, six by 15 second hills. And then we did uh, some gym stuff um, after that. And then the, the gym. Song-
0: the gym stuff has gone down very well on social. I, I honestly think a lot of people on social think that you posted that about yourself. Um,
2: I didn't realise you were taking a video. I, I thought he was sending it to you, Matt, to take the piss.
0: I was, but um, then I thought I would just post it.
2: <laughs> he posted it on the Instagram story.
0: So, talk us through your boxing technique, Josh. Uh, it's all about speed. Speed. In the
2: did
1: gym. you put the bo- did you put the boxing one on?
0: Yeah, it is. yeah, I've got to see this. It's good. I mean, I he, he's actually talking about it being Jake Smithy's boxing.
2: Um, <laughs> no, Why is was Because I showed a wide map. I said, This is what Jake, Jake and I do every week.
0: But, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you, Matt. It's good. Yeah, um, yeah it, got, it got quite a few comments. Quite a few people were not so impressed with your technique. Um, we,
2: actually,
0: we actually had an ex England boxer message us about your technique. and um, yeah. What did he say? He wasn't impressed. I'll find it. Um, also, the moose. He he texted in to say that. Um, yeah, no, no girl's going to be impressed with that. I, I'm not even sure if that's what you're going for, Josh. But, um,
1: but yeah, yeah, doing dad lifts with tights on's not a good luck. Half tights. Yeah. I go to the gym like that.
0: <laughs> he was so. So we, we go to um, my Where friend. Where is this? Is this so my, like a... My friend, she has a, a gym in a garage. It's a pretty big garage, but it, she's like equipped it with quite a lot of stuff. Um, so we used that. And she was out. She'd taken her daughter to play football or something. And I, I remember leaving Josh in that gym because I had to go home. And I thought, if they come home, the door's wide open. Josh <laughs> is in that gym. It's just a pair of lycra shorts, which were pretty revealing. So yeah, um, yeah. So my favourite message was: no girl is seeing this and thinking, "Geez, I'd love to have this weakling take care of me." He should <laughs> take it down. Anyway, carry yeah, on, with it, Josh.
2: Did some, uh, yeah, did a bit of boxing, did some core squats, uh, deadlifts, and some calf raises, and then that was that was me done pretty much there. And then Sunday, which is today, uh, did 11 and a half miles of Aaron and Ben. says, so pretty, pretty slow. 6.52 average.
0: Pretty slow. You were
2: hanging. I was not. I, I said to them, Matt, at six miles, as a J, said, are we going to start running sixes now? The panic in Ben's face is quite funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel quite bad for Ben. If, if anybody wants to go on Strava and give him some kudos, we've done all the run together. josh got 100. I've got 109. Ben's on 18. Poor man. Ben Hill. Ben Heron.
1: Uh, ben Heron.
0: He's a he's a top top bird.
1: Let's give him a little bit of kudos, eh? Pump him yeah. a
2: bit. So, yeah, so my week was uh, 42 and a half miles. Nice, easy week back.
0: Good man. Um, yeah, I haven't got any questions because I was with you for most of the week, so I've already asked them to you. I might think of some later. Matt? Right. Or second week back after the marathon. Um, I actually had after mine and Josh's run this morning, had a quick little look at your week, just because I was keen to see what Josh had next week. So um, so yeah, talks for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much the same. (laughs) Um, yeah. So Monday. What day was Monday? What day was that? um little oh, length.
0: I, Here we go. I, I was a bit disappointed in your Monday run. Instead of doing your your loop, you've done it out back.
1: Yeah, I know, mixed it up. Um, I don't know why I did that. I just couldn't be asked to just do my loop. Um, yeah, so Monday morning was seven miles at 633 place. 633 pace. Um, I tell you what, it's mad how when you're doing like little sessions and sort of just running how you can just run at that pace quite easy. Um, because I didn't normally run that quick.
0: Yeah, so very happy to see your paces were quicker.
1: Yeah, I bet he was. Yeah. Um okay.
0: so you you What's did You did you did weights as well. I did weights, yeah. Um
1: <clears throat> what are you lifting? I didn't do them in Nike Invincible shoes, which is probably the worst shoe you can ever lift and um i did so deadlifts i've got a leg extender machine now so i brought one of them um so i'm doing some like quads hammy stuff on them and then going to the squat rack doing back squats deadlifts split squats um what am i lifting i'm not lifting very heavy
0: you do realize your microphone is on your coat and every time you move around there's a lovely oh,
1: whack, does it whack it sorry a little, <laughs>
0: um, little stretch while he's
1: talking it's like so is that better yeah is, that, is that a better listening experience like better. yeah um so weight weight wise um i think i'm about 80 kgs 90 kgs so i'll get back up to like 130
3: 140 So back in the next body
1: few body weeks. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well when i get to 140 it will be um so that was Monday, just a one run. Um, call, our mate, call. Uh, big fan of the show. He uh, he was doing Monday miles and muscles. Well, he says Monday miles and muscles is a go. So he uh, he messaged me in the week saying he was doing uh, too many weights and he's overdone it. So um, I hope the recovery's going well, call. So that was Monday. Tuesday was uh, my elephant loop, seven miles, six fifty pace. Um, nothing to report there. You're calling that an elephant? I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good actually. Yeah, I just all I need to do is run through a farmer's field, and I think I'll nail it. Um, so I'm
0: nearly like, there. It's, it's a bit more like a butterfly though.
1: But yeah,
0: elephant sounds a bit more manly for you.
1: I don't like butterflies though. To be fair, I prefer butterflies to moths. Moths creep me out, but they're exactly the same. Aren't they? They've just got more colour in them
0: yeah i don't know the differences i'm not a yeah. not an expert in in moths mm,
1: i can't stand moths butterflies i like actually um,
0: yeah, we actually had so um in the garden in the summer we've got loads of butterflies and the cat loves chasing them um there was a load of moths that um turn into those like cocoon things or whatever um they bury themselves underground for like three years before the hatch that's disgusting. Who waits that long to hatch?
1: No, they don't. Not three years. They do. I'll, do you know what? I'll, I'll so a moth, so that's, that's the cycle before they fly though, isn't it? When they're in their little cocoon.
0: Yeah. So after that, they were they were caterpillars actually. Um, that's what happens, isn't it? Caterpillars turn into to moths. But um, yeah, they bury themselves underground for, so basically Jenny gave them to, her mum works at a nursery, a children's nursery, And she gave them to the nursery thinking they're going to sort of go into the cocoon and sort of hatch. But then we Googled it and it's like, yeah, they go underground for like three years. So the the children will be long gone before they hatch.
1: That's disgusting. Um, But that's, you know, that's life, isn't it? Um, Well, I, I mean, it is sort of life, I guess, is it? three years <laughs> until you get born <laughs> not really um anyway moving on so that was tuesday and then um wednesday i did it first session back so did a little bit of a longer warm-up actually and it was just um just some 90 second efforts uh 10 by 90 seconds of 45 seconds rest um and i was going to just do it out and back on um on the pant lane which is basically outside my house but um I got two in and I just really couldn't be arsed to go back on myself. So I just kept running around um, the sort of loop I normally do. So I guess it's kind of like half a butterfly's wing um, and half a caterpillar. <laughs> so that was Wednesday. Yeah, I felt pretty good, actually. Nice to nice to get back, ticking along nicely. Um, I see in your
0: comments, Brady's talking about some vaping.
1: Yeah. I ate those. Yeah. I know. I was th- speaking th- to th- my barber the other day. It's expensive, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah. But you see like a one of these vans go past and he's like, it's like a chimney coming out of it of of like smoke because they're just vaping in the vans. It makes, yeah, it's horrible stuff. It can't be good for you. What, you wouldn't have thought, say?
1: Yeah. Um, but then I say, that I, I don't Josh know. Josh
0: looks like a vapor to me.
1: Yeah, he does. I oh, know, I hate it. I reckon you if you if you went to the Siggy's though, you could stick a Siggy through your ear. I used to and have just a- keep it there for later. <laughs> you could do two Siggy's and just keep them and not even take the pack out with you. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So that was Wednesday. That was good. Um, managed to cover four miles actually, which was good. Um so I didn't double on Wednesday, I wasn't gonna, but I just can be asked. Um so Thursday was eight miles. Um I, I don't know what I can call that loop. It's kind of like um the similar loop, but it's got an it's got an extra ear. Um eight miles at seven minute mile in. Um and one of my mates, uh, well, one of Gina's friends as well. Um,
0: not, she put a your little mate. elephant. It's, it's Gina's mate.
1: Gina's mate. Um, so yeah, um, she put a little elephant picture. So maybe she thinks this picture's more of a loops more of an elephant than the one before.
2: Well, um, Seeing you after your break, and she's uh, she's not impressed how much weight
1: you put on from the chocolate. Potentially, I tell you what, though, lads, I need to, I need to stop eating as much. Um, I was eating Lindor chocolate balls today, as I normally do every day, um, and Ridiculous. I, do you know, um, the filling, right? Lint need to get on this. So the filling of the, the. Well, I have the hazelnut ones. So the filling of the hazelnut. I bit it, bit into the uh, Lindor today, and I looked inside of it. I was like, "Tell you what, imagine having that as a spread. It's gonna be the filling. Is that gonna gonna be- a Nutella? <laughs> nah, no, it's not because it's different. But that would be good as a spread, wouldn't it? The Lint inside spread.
0: I mean it'd be very calorific, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um But I do need I do need to cut down. I've got this new one, um, the Ritter bars. I've got a cashew one. Not um, Rita. Rita. <laughs> Rita's Rita. Um Yeah. So I I have this one as cashew one, and because the cashews are like softer than like I have like a um, a caramel, it, I think it's a caramel almond one before. But because the cashews are softer, I seem to eat more of it because it's like because you're not chewing it as much. It's kind it goes down quicker. Anyway, I need to I need to cut down on my chocolates. It's getting out of hand.
0: that right. I'm I'm a bit concerned about your um your message back to Gina's friend. Little winking face. Um. I think you need to speak to Josh about the protocol for sending girls emojis.
1: No, nah, we're good. We're cool, we're nah. um, Well, you
0: are if you keep winking face to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was Thursday, Friday, eight and a half miles, 6.54 pace, plus some hills. Um, six times, 15 second hills. I'm trying to get hills in the plan early this time around. Because um, I kind of missed them out um, on the last on the last block, and also I'm doing a lot more calf and sort of um, toe drills as well, like um, um, sort of like walking drills, like where you're putting your tiptoes and stuff. Um, I don't know the actual proper names for them, but um, go on, Josh, you're going to say something. I mean, it just sounds hilarious. Um, yeah, so. Um, Sorry, my mum mom was trying to call me. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're on. Guess the appearance. Uh, so, yeah, that was that's that was Friday. Um, nothing to report there. Just the one, just a one run. So Saturday was session day. So a bit of a longer warm up again. Back to the industrial state. Uh, plan for the session was just to do. Um, it was a 20 minute or four mile tempo, whichever one came first. This was on the, if anyone's listening who's going to be doing the Wrexham Marathon next year, this is the exact loop of what you'll be doing. So um, if you want to go on there and check elevation, all that good stuff. Um, so I went out and just sort of wanted to run around sort of 455, five flat pace. And yeah, I felt pretty good actually. Um, my arms got proper lactate. If that was the only thing so I I don't know what's been going on there yeah um, actually on, on the first few runs
0: when you're doing harder stuff i always get it in my arms um but yeah i saw i actually saw the is it the cheshire the whatever run cheshire released their schedule next yeah. year which that's pretty much your your race plan for the year sorted isn't it
1: well yeah apart from the marathon
0: yeah i, I can see you doing them all yeah. You might as called it Matt Cloud's 2022 schedule.
1: I got the full house this year.
0: Yeah, but there's about eight races you need to do next
1: year. I wonder if um Mike's willing to um do like, you know, how they do the major marathon, like the the circle with all the six medals yeah. on them. Maybe if you do them all, you can get like a an eight sort of <laughs> circular medallion. I don't know. Um I'm sure we've so- thought of you I'm sure it'll sort something out. Um, But yeah, felt pretty good. Um, So I'll just work on that now. So next week will probably be um, six miles and then move up and then start bringing in some um, sort of longer or shorter tempo efforts with um, some rest and recovery in between. So that was yesterday. Um, And then today was 30 miles on the actual... Heart ball. Some of it was on the old Cheshire um, Marathon Loop. Um, what they did this year, uh, nothing to report there. Just thirty miles, six thirty-six. Um, sorry to piss it down a bit, so it was a bit nasty. But also, listen to the Kenya West album again. It's growing on me, actually. It's improved.
2: I thought it was so bad. I don't think I could listen to it again. No,
1: you got to listen to it again. If you, yeah, listen to them more. It's it's all right.
0: I'm not happy. So,
1: it. yeah. Anyway, uh, 62 miles a week. Um, so, I'll start to increase that as we go week on week. Now, should we just call that 100K? It sounds more impressive. Oh, it does. Yeah, 100K.
0: It's much done 100K exactly. I'd imagine
1: 62.1. Is that 100K?
0: it? Mm, yeah Uh, possibly but I don't know if you're done. anyway um, shall I go into my week, or have you got any questions for him Josh I
2: was was a little little bit worried after I saw what you did on Saturday considering I know I've got a tempo on the same thing basically this week yeah
1: so I'm just I'm just competing against my athlete now
2: (laughs) even if it was relatively the same I don't think I could run that quick no
1: different athletes but yeah so um you'll probably have something you'll have the same this week you'll probably have the same week or week now which be different paces yeah but saying that you actually you're quicker than me now so i'll yeah. start to prescribe you faster paces no,
2: more consistent athlete as well more consistent athlete interesting <laughs> <laughs> on what basis i've run 217.59 and 218.05
0: and he's finished his last two races the one before was 31 flat for 10k, yeah. consistent. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I consistently run five-minute five mile in for every distance.
1: What do you mean? What do you, you, you don't think my marathons, uh, marathon history has been that great? Well,
2: you you won't run them all within an hour of each other. <laughs>
1: two, two, 242, 213, 215, 218. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to go back towards 242.
0: <laughs> yeah, regress. Right, should I go into my week? It's um pretty much similar to Josh's, but Monday I did an hour just around the grass because I thought I'd go around the grass to keep it easy. Um, so nothing that exciting about Monday. Although on the cricket pitch, Josh, in the corner, they are building something. I don't know what they're building yet. I want to see the workmen to ask them, but they weren't. Even though I ran in the middle of the day when you'd think they'd be working, they weren't. There's no sign of them. There's, there's about four diggers, but no people. So they thought the same thing about you. What not working? Yeah. Lunch break. That <laughs> what was, are you
1: gonna go up to? You're gonna go up to them and say, excuse me, sir, um, what you're building. Pretty much. Right.
0: That's what we do around here. I'd, well, I'd just go look. I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big deal around here. So let's let know what's going on
1: when's the last time you're in the local newspaper
0: um, not been in recently I've not done anything too dodgy so um, <laughs> yeah not been in so Tuesday I got out in the morning um, and did five miles 703 pace rapid um, I actually just ran around the top on on the estate up here just did loads of loops of little roads um, yeah. Nothing really to report other than I was going to do longer and then couldn't really be bothered. But, but, but it's a good excuse. Motivation got better than that during the week. Um, why so, was that? Sorry, why was that? Just come to Tuesday evening, run with Josh. Um, so Josh got me to do five mile, he got 655s, I got 650s, we'll call it 650s. Um, yeah, nice little off-road loop with Josh. Um, I probably moaned about a few. Actually, Josh moaned about a few things. Josh was talking about how he was moaning at Bedford County Council for, for uh, yeah, in
2: the, on
0: that, that. but I was very proud of him because that's the sort of thing I would do. So, what are you moaning about, Bedford as well?
2: I got. A, long story short they sent me a council tax bill for a period i wasn't in the property for and told them i wasn't in the property but because i didn't specify a date they said well we've got to charge you because we don't know when you moved out so i've had to be said i moved out at the end of march but because i didn't put a date in march they said well we're going to charge you for april and i was just like this is utter nonsense but
0: yeah there we go what i did do on that before that we started that run was put on josh's invincibles and they're so soft I had my Hocker Clifton's to compare to and it was just completely... That'd different.
1: be good for you because you're a shuffler though. They'll be good? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I just need to... I haven't got any money, so... Yeah, then... Once, like, pricey, the once we start getting in the, the money from the listeners, then I'll be able to afford a pair of invincibles. Um, but yeah, that was... So double Tuesday. No, that's Wednesday, isn't it? I must have not... I didn't run Tuesday. Tuesday didn't run because... I was, um, busy. I think Jenny was working again, which is not really, not really very good. It's not really something that should happen in this day and age, is it? Women going to work. um, So (laughs) we need to cut that out. Um, all right, moving on Thursday. Thursday, I just ran. I don't know what happened Thursday. I ran around the grass again.
1: Mate, when are you going to stop running on grass?
0: Talking this is my. Line. I think looking at the grass, this was my last run on the grass. So that's why I did it. Um, I didn't run with Josh because he was in Bedford. Like, no, it was Friday. I can't remember why we didn't run together. I was. I How think far I was,
1: do you guys live from each other?
0: Well, he's in Peterborough. I'm hey, um, in Stamford right. which is.
1: I don't know what that means. I so, know.
0: Oh yeah, was about so. twelve miles. So drive six miles, meet in the middle. Um easy enough so so yeah friday jenny was also working in liverpool so she went up to see you um her her dad came around looked after her life so i managed to pop out for an, an hour get an hour done um and dipped seven minute mile in and what i will say is is this week is the first time i've actually felt like i'm running easy on a on a run so i'm able to do seven minute mile in again and it doesn't feel too bad so on the up um you're welcome. back but that's um yeah Friday was just out and back pretty much with a few extra little loops Saturday Josh talked about the run already I thought it's an excellent loop so I did I actually did eight and a half miles so I did an hour at seven minute mile in. um I joined Ruth for 10 minutes because Josh was faffing about getting to the to her house then joined Josh. And then when he was doing hills, I jogged out and back on the out and back jog while Josh was doing hills. There was a gate post on this trail. So this is a hard trail. You you wouldn't mind this one. Classy Josh did his hills on it. Um, And there's this like gate post to the field. And there was two pairs of boxer shorts. I wasn't, I didn't inspect them that closely. So I'm not sure if they was as soiled as the pants that you saw on your course, but there's one common factor in all of this. Like, when Josh was in Wales, there was pants on your roots. Josh comes to Peterborough, Way, all of a sudden, pants on my, my roots.
1: But... I'm sorry, but, right. So, when you're going for a little walk and stuff, yeah. and, like, you'd, you'd just pick them up, wouldn't you, and put them back on? You won't just think, oh, I've what? Left, me, left me pants in the forest.
0: So this, this is, um, basically, there's a place called Burley House, which is already is at the end of a road, which is about a mile, it's about half a mile before any houses. So you've got Burley House, then you've got a trail between Burley House and the next village, which is about 2 k. So they were halfway down this trail. So these people are, are just out in the middle of nowhere. And it can't just be one person, either. Like, two two male boxer shorts just propped on a post. Um,
1: mm.
0: I'm not sure what's going on, either. Um, but Josh, hopefully, is going to shed some light on it because he's going to do some investigations for me. So
1: You're going to take him with you do a DNA test.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so we went to the gym after that, and I, I filmed Josh doing a few funny things and I've now posted them on Instagram, which... The listeners liked, um, but yeah. I mean, to be fair to Josh, I wasn't lifting. I wasn't lifting any heavier, and my lifting technique is is worse than Josh's. So, um, yeah, if he's getting abuse, I should get some abuse too. Um, but Josh is going to get me get me hench this winter. Going to get me. Hench. Am I coach? Am
1: I coaching you now as well? Or
0: well, maybe I might have to throw. I'm coaching him. <laughs> oh good yeah. god! He's um, sub, Josh is subcontracting off you. Um, I was thinking about that the other day. Imagine if Josh was like subcontracting off off of you and coaching athletes. I good fear, god, I don't know.
2: Um, <laughs> it would be hard.
0: Yeah, basically every run <laughs> five minute mile in just progressed down four thirties, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I started at eight-minute mile and progressed down to four Um Sunday, Josh
0: had described the run. We just went out on the fens, dead flat, a little bit a loop, which I was hoping was 12 miles, came out a little bit short, but I was okay with that. Josh, Josh was actually quite restrained in his pace, I thought. Um, pretty pleased about that. He was wearing tights, as usual, which I wasn't so pleased about, because it's... Taxism. Taxism. It's 12 degrees and pretty humid. Tights, bad choice. Um, however, Josh didn't mention what about a mile into our run on the left-hand side there was just a pair of yes. trainers. Just a pair of First trainers. What? So this is a fen road, like narrow little road with little like little banks either side which are hedgerows. There's just a pair of shoes. So, like, someone's what just sort left of
2: shoes?
0: A, like black...
2: It looked like what you'd wear for school.
0: Yeah. Uh, probably in year, like, Yeah, but wh- why somebody just, dis- like, they've just, like, take them off there and walked walk home, have they? What's yeah. going on?
1: What's I wrong with people?
0: We need a listener to tell us what they've left in various locations. I don't think, I've- other than leaving a top for, like, when I'm doing a session, which maybe I forgot about, that's the only reason I'd leave a pair of clothing in the countryside,
1: why shoes and boxers
0: yeah exactly The two
1: things you need they're, they're essential essential <laughs> garments
0: he just whipped out a new pair of shoes i can't right. i'll leave these ones here um yeah some strange goings on what i didn't mention is saturday night i went out to watch bond um not that i'm a bond fan but i'll give it 8.7 out of 10 i I'm was pretty impressed yeah it's good solid it was long i was in there for like three hours i think um three and a half hours but me and jenny had the night off so we went to chiquitos beforehand had a little burrito um
1: and then disappointed aren't they the burritos yeah
0: well they're not great i'd give it probably a six out of ten um and they charge you like 20 quid for it but there you go um
1: did you get popcorn
0: no, when, we went to Tesco's the Tesco's It's got loads
1: of stuff. Oh, you cheap, cheap I, skates!
0: When you have a child, mate, you need to save every penny you've got.
1: Yeah, like, I, I used to a, do that because
0: I can't uh, remember but, the first last week, but
2: I um I had pick a mix from the cinema. And it cost me twelve quid last week. Exactly.
0: I wasn't I wasn't getting into this situation. Um, yeah. So, so that was that. Oh, I was. So I was really. I was trying to like. Obviously, me and Jenny don't get to go out much together. So I was trying to be nice and pay some attention. However, because the film started at six, we had to go out for food like half four. And as a football fan, you know, half four is not the ideal time to be going out for food because I was trying to follow the football. Ipswich are playing Cambridge United and Cambridge United aren't very good. And we were 2-0 up and we drew 2 all, So that ruined my day. Um, so... I think Jenny just accepts it now that I'm just going to sit there scrolling on Twitter while we're, we're eating. But she puts up fit. it. Um, You're romantic, and, but, you. Sorry?
1: You're romantic.
0: Yeah. At least I look after them. I like Josh. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, that was my week. I think I... What did I finish up on, Josh? Do you know? What um, a leaderboard here. 50-odd? Um,
1: 50 52? 52. 54.
0: Something around there, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But today's run, so that was the longest run I've done in nine weeks, and it felt pretty good. I, I seemed all right, didn't I, Josh? Yeah, we were just chatting. So, very in the fence,
2: even compared to Matt,
0: you know, it's really bad in Cardiff, nowhere near as bad. Oh, I've broken into the top 75 on the leaderboard here, 74th.
1: Well, it's, it's nowhere near as bad where you are? No,
0: it's wor- way worse here. Cardiff's not bad at all. What do you
1: mean by as far as conditions?
0: Yeah, it's so windy here. Mm. Also, my average pace for the week was 6.53s. So a few weeks ago, I couldn't run a seven-minute mile. I've just done 54 and a half of them. Pretty pleased
1: First week on the Cluesy programme?
0: Yeah. Um, something like that. But yeah, we. I think I'm, I'm back on track. So hopefully, decent week this week. Um, no more days off. No more slacking. Josh has got me, got me on a, onto a routine. We're going to go to the gym on a on a Wednesday and a Sunday, get big, um, and run slow. <laughs> so, Good right. Talking about Strava leaderboard, Josh, you got it up? Uh, yeah, and the leaderboard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Connor, Connor Dylan, one hundred sixty yeah, seven point
0: seven. off the back of one hundred fifty six last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Who's this again? That like Col- Connor he, Dylan. He's yeah. in
0: Melbourne, I think. Um, one
1: hundred and sixty about... odd miles a week. Well, it was basically
0: uh, seventy. Wow. New weekly PB of two hundred and seventy kilometers. He says, "Um, wow." Average pace seven ten. <laughs> Elevation gain five and a half thousand feet. Wow. Which, Fair play. Is
1: what's this guy? What's this guy around?
2: Connor. Let's have a look. Um, his best estimate. His estimated best efforts, uh, so 1749,
0: 3715, 124, 36. But so 1749, 5k best estimated effort, but best estimated K 221.
1: Strong. That's impressive. That's good. He's got wheels.
0: What I would say, Connor, is you need to sort out that marathon time, 306. You're doing 270 kilometer weeks. Let's get that down, lad. You need some advice? DM Matt Clues on Instagram. he will sort you out.
1: He'll I'm get you. I'm not cheap.
0: I'm not cheap. I'm expensive. <laughs> right. Um. Anything else about that leaderboard? I think you and Cameron. Matt yeah. London, Brady's up there again, disappointingly. Um. And yeah, interviewee Phil Sessman, eleventh. Two weeks out for the marathon. He's back on ninety-mile weeks. Impressive. But wow. an average of seven twenty-six. So, jogging. Um. Right. What have we got next? We got um a list of questions, I presume. Let's have a look. Talk amongst yourselves while I find some. I've got a few for you, Josh. Your I I literally put up your squatting video about half an hour before the before the episode, and um. Oh wow, that is some- yeah. Northern fella. Uh, you can find his name while I'm saying this. He says, "Any advice for a slow runner? Happy to plod on forever, but always really slow. Two plus for a half." Um, Ashley. sorry, Ashley. Ashley, me. Matt, do you want you you want to tell Ashley anything first, or do you want me to go?
1: Um, I'd say for Ashley, um, depending on what he's doing, I assume he's in a lot of just a lot of mileage and a lot of slow mileage, um maybe work on doing slightly less volume uh, per week and mixing up and getting some faster intervals in there I think'll be a good start mix things up yeah
0: it's pretty much when I've looked at similar type athletes who yeah who are sort of two plus for the half you often find it's just I don't know three three runs a week at the same intensity so yeah if you can you can add some interval work or some threshold work into that you'll probably see results pretty quickly and um, yeah maybe on your third and fourth run then just slowing them down so they're just easy runs and you'll probably find you push the mileage up and get more quality into Um, so yeah next question I think this comes from Lou Ballack runs and this is relevant to Josh um, says does strength and conditioning improve your running or reduce injury or both, I do none. And then she's got the faceplant emoji, which is one of my favourites.
2: Um, hopefully it improves your running. I'm, I'm not sure yet, because I've not done a huge amount of it. But I think injury uh, reduction, definitely. Um, I would say probably having good form and stuff <laughs> mean when you're tired, you're more efficient. Or you, you don't lose your efficiency as easily. Would you agree, Matt? You're probably the man. Yeah, good. so...
1: For you, Josh, when you're halfway through a marathon, or let's say 20 miles through a marathon, you sit more on your hips, and then yeah, like, your your posterior chain starts to basically bend. Yeah. So then you're loading the wrong muscle groups. So you're loading more of your lower limbs, where you need to still be loading your core, sorry, your glutes. Yeah, um, I mean, exactly.
0: You just, like, don't you love a like a physio or strength and conditioning person, and, and they call it the posterior chain? You always know that. Is that the, the 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 word you throw in to like act like you know stuff? Exactly. So that's some of the vocabulary Phil was using in the interview. Yeah, Phil was talking about. Um, yes. Yeah, the the fiber diet doesn't doesn't oh, it hmm. stops you having a loose stool. And I was like, the only ter- the only time you hear that is from a doctor. Which. Or is. at Christmas. <laughs> um. Right. What's next? Um, well,
1: yes. To answer the question. Um, you definitely try and implement at least a little bit of
0: strength work in twice a week so it leads on to Carl Doherty you said do you guys do the same strength condition session every time um, as the man in the know Clousey, how many strength condition sessions are you doing a week
1: so I did two um, you so do? does Josh Bali will be doing two so you want to keep your major muscle groups um, so, things like RDLs, um, reverse deadlifts, um, squats, split squats, single leg stuff's really important because um, obviously you're running on one leg in one go. Obviously, when you're striking the ground, you're not actually running on one leg. Um, and yeah, and then obviously with Josh or somebody who's got something that previously they've had as an injury, then you'd have to put the the rehab, the prehab stuff in there as well.
2: So, yeah, for example, my cast, I'm sort of doing calf capacity stuff more regularly, um, but building into that, that's why I built into that before I started running as well.
1: But, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy. Like, I mean, I do, you know, maybe an hour a week, if if that, max, um, for the two sessions. So I wouldn't go crazy on it. I mean, I know top athletes in the UK um, who don't do a great deal at all. So, yeah. Um, but I think it's beneficial. Yeah.
0: I, I say to, to most of my athletes, it's like try and try and set aside half an hour a week to start with. Because if you set aside 20, 30 minutes, you're likely to do it. And once you start getting in regularly, then you can look at adding another one of 20, 30 minutes. But if I put in my athlete's schedule when they've been doing none to do three sessions of 45 minutes or whatever, too much and it's not going to do it and I'd rather them just do something even if it's 15-20 minutes than nothing so yeah Um, I think start small get it in the routine and then it becomes just something you do and I think I was speaking to Josh about it and I think we all do it like we we get into a marathon block and we, we start doing strength condition every week and then you get close to the marathon you might drop it out And then you just forget to do it again and it's so hard to get back into it so yeah it's just trying to maintain it for as long as possible really um luke luke daniel jackson um is actually asking about he said we'd love to hear the take on the benefits of stringing years of marathon blocks together and and yeah Mike. so once you do put put a few marathon blocks together you are of course going to be stronger and i think it's why you look at some people who debut on the marathon, and their training can be good on paper, but they might not have a, you know, an excellent race day. And it's just that they've not done four or five buildups back to back. And you you do learn a lot about your body by by doing more of them. Um, so consistency of them. But what I would say is is also there's there's like a tendency to To do a marathon block, let's just say for me, do a 10, 12 week marathon block, run a PB. And then your your immediate thought is, what can I add in? What can I do differently? Whereas maybe sometimes it's looking at that 10, 12 weeks has got you to that point. What if you do another 10, 12 weeks or another four months at the same thing? Maybe you'll get even quicker by without changing so much. So I think you do have to change up the stimulus sometimes but yeah i wouldn't do anything too too drastic because yeah it's sort of a recipe for disaster if you come out of a marathon block and then all of a sudden make all your runs quicker do bigger sessions do you know there's always that temptation to do a lot more a lot quicker but it's sometimes detrimental Yeah, I I
1: would agree, one hundred percent. I think you'll say it's just consistency. Coming from a um, a runner who has been put quite a few blocks together, and I've actually progressively got slower. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a case of just consistently putting together them 10, 12 weeks, and you need, you know, it needs to be a sixteen week. Um, And not saying sixteen weeks need to be marathon, but you need to be in a good place um well both physically and mentally of course but um you need to be in a good place to enter that marathon block if you want to run well
0: yeah um and I think there's also a temptation to look at what everybody's doing on Strava and try and copy what other athletes do and it's it's not really that helpful and I've seen a lot of people yeah make that mistake and it's just It doesn't work. You've got to do what works for you. And and I think that's where having a good coach comes in, because if you've not got that guidance behind you, it's too tempting to to try and do what you think is right. Um, A bit like what Josh constantly tells me, what he thinks he's going to do. And then, you know, Clarence has to
1: rein him back in. But like you say, that's the thing is, you know, I could could quite easily give Josh everything I'm doing because that would be bloody easy, you know, and I'd do any work. But um, Josh is a different athlete to you know me and you, so you have it has to be you have to prescribe it to the athlete's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah.
0: Any thoughts, Josh? Not really. Just do what Matt tells you.
2: Yeah, and well, yeah, it's more do don't do what Matt doesn't
0: tell you. I think is my problem. So, although Josh was telling me today, Matt that um, he was like, yeah, just you just start every easy run at sort of. Seven thirties and just progress them down to sixes. I was like, but that's not an easy run; that's a progression run, and that's what you need to get in his head. You need just—he he hides his runs to you because the average pace looks like he's just done an easy run of six thirties, but what he's actually done is he's done a, an hour of progression. So, yeah, he's still learning. That's my snitch for the week. Um, <laughs> sorry, Josh. Um, like one last question comes in from from PASC 26.2. I think that's his surname, PASC. Um, Andrew. He says, are you boys switching to the Manchester Marathon now um, because it's the trials for the Commonwealths? Um, Josh, you go first. No. <laughs> You're still doing Seville? Yeah, I'm going to do Seville. Clousy, what are you doing?
1: Walking around. Sorry, just had Amazon. <laughs> um, what was the question, Manchester?
0: I don't know, but on Amazon deliveries, you've got, I was watching 24 hours in police custody last night and there was one about a guy who pretended to be an Amazon driver who just came in the house and started windmilling. Um, So be careful.
1: Windmilling? You Um, know,
0: throwing punches.
1: Oh, I thought you meant something else. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's (laughs) helicopter. (laughs) Fair enough. Different, different in Wales. Um, yeah, so uh, Manchester Marathon, whether I'll be doing it or not. Yeah, um, no, I'll be doing Seville. Yeah, because um, it's only I think isn't it only top one that actually guaranteed anyway, and if it's an absolute shit of a day, the time seems to be quite hard to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's my exact thoughts, and um, me Seville too. Um, it, I just quite like it if England Athletics came out and were completely transparent in if you if you read into it which I have, I'm pretty confident they'll just take one person. Um, the one person who runs sub 2.14 at the trial, if they do that, or they'll take the quickest person on paper. Um, any more than that, I don't think they'll take. So even if I, you know, ran out of my skin and ran 2.13.59 and was second English home at Manchester, I don't think they'll take you. So why would I... I'd, I'd rather just go to a, a course that I know is going to be fast. I know the weather's going to be spot on um, and do that. So, yeah, I'd rather just... Bit, it's just a shame they've sort of lured people in with this 2.14 qualifying time, but quite a few people could possibly potentially hit, but then won't tell you if they're going to take a full team. And I know it's out of their hands. I'm not saying it's, that's their fault. But just be transparent in that just say look it's out of our hands this is how many people we can take the probability of us taking more than one person is going to be small um and I think that just if as long as the athletes know that you sort of know you go to the trial knowing what to do um whereas yeah the, exactly too much ambi- ambiguity what's the word well,
1: no, ambiguity.
0: Saying, try again ambiguity Ambiguity. See, I got a street um, smart. Sorry? I said I've got a street smart. Josh is street smart. That's that's what you get.
1: <laughs> I'm just,
0: I just can't speak anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway, um, that's my rant. And I'm not saying it's in fault at all. I'm just saying just be whatever you do, just be transparent. And it annoys me when they're not. And I've tried to ask nicely on Twitter the question and got no response. So solid work again for England Athletics um, yeah that's all I'll say that's our questions I think I think we've covered them um, so should we move on to news quickly Cardiff cross-country was on Saturday that was the what's the league called now that nowadays British cross Gwen League oh sorry that's the yeah, local God. one British cross Challenge. British cross Challenge. Is that still the same as like the McCain cross-challenge was? Or the yeah, end? I think so. Yeah. So um, it's pretty early season for cross-country, mid-October, especially when we've had such a, a warm spell. The course in Cardiff looked pretty firm. I saw they put a log down to make it make it more cross-country. But isn't it just around Taft, around those of fields? Yeah, about? it's basically
2: around two football fields. And then you've got a little bit which is like a, Oh, um, Matt! Actually, used to live at the top of Butte Park. Yeah. the word, and it? I never ran on that
1: grass. It's not, that but- it's not that Butte. No, it's not, it's not Butte Park. Park. That's where it used to be. Um, but it's um, towards Pontcana now.
0: How'd you say that place? Lander Fields. That's Llandaff.
1: Yeah.
0: Is it a double L though? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I think if you're Welsh, it's like Flandf. Flandf. I thought that's for them. Daff,
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
0: Um. So Hugo Milner took the win in the men's. Um, pretty good top three I saw Jake Smith finish third got out kicked in the end Um, pretty decent pace for Jake although Jake if you're listening I'm doubting the accuracy of your watch mate because compared to everyone else you've run further so so don't go telling me you're running 440 something around there you're not 450s mate Um, women Charlotte Arthur took the win from Jenny Nesbitt Um, in third place is it Jess Gibbon yes yeah just Gibbon was third um so yeah pretty pretty solid feels at cardiff cross-country even if it wasn't really typical british cross-country cross weather um moving on to today great south run did you watch it josh or did you just follow it couldn't find it anywhere
1: there's no because it's not yeah it's normally televised isn't it this one
0: was it yeah. on televised this year no no interesting um Jack Rowe took the win for the men, 47-20. I presume that's a PB. I doubt he's done many 10 miles. Yeah, I would assume so. We'll say a PB. Um, looked pretty tactical, tactical, though, you said, Josh.
2: Well, I think the first, first 5K wasn't that quick, so
0: they must have booted it,
2: him and Emil. Um, so Emil was second. But, yeah, the, the, they dropped the average
1: pace down pretty... Was he pacing? No, no, no. Yeah, oh, just saw these. I thought I I just saw a picture of them all. I just remember, uh, was, uh, I think pacing, just pacing
0: the marathon. Oh yeah, he wore that paces vest, didn't he?
1: They are. To be fair, they're quite nice vests. I got a bloody red, all red one last year. Then they get these crazy ones this year.
0: Yeah, but they all had their sponsors' logos like stitched on, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they still do now
0: on these ones. I know, but that's what I said. This year, they like. They got the generic vests, the Pacers' vests, but then they stitched all their lo- own logos on. I think they did that last year, to be fair. Yeah, some yes. of them did. Did you do that, Matt?
1: Well, I'm, I'm not sponsored by it. I wasn't sponsored by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you surely just get the Lindor logo. Oh, mate, I tell you. Just get one of them wrappers. I mean, I, I can stitch, so just get one <laughs> of the wrappers and stitch it onto my vest.
0: Well, speaking to, we spoke to Phil Sessman, who's interviewed after this Um so in about ten minutes' time, you hear from Phil. I asked him about being unsponsored, and he was delighted that he's actually just got a sponsor from a dog food brand. So there you go. He's um, I forget the name of it now. Seems. What's his,
1: what's his favorite?
0: His favorite dog food. Mm. I think he likes those sausages, doesn't he? He gives those to Kipchoge quite a lot. Is but, that his um,
1: dog's name? Kipchoge,
0: yeah. one of them, yeah. Um little frankfurters, he likes those. Um, anyway, Jack wrote took the win from Emile Caress and then Dan Jarvis in third. Ailish McColgan took the win in the in the women's race, 50-43, which I think betters Paula's quickest time over 10 miles. So, I'm just going to check something else whilst you do the next so, one. Ailish, I imagine... You checked something about Ailish? Yeah, well, about her time. Yeah, so Ailish, um, her mum suggested in her tweet that... A marathon is on the card soon, so that could be an interesting debut. What What was the time she ran? Fifty forty three. Oh, very close.
2: I was just comparing it to your PB, so you're five seconds faster at
0: Great South, is it? Yeah. Well, I've only done one, pretty much. That was yeah. the year I am. Um, I had food poisoning actually, and oh, gonna, here we go. Wasn't going gonna to <laughs> run. was <laughs> run. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. So, wasn't going to run. <laughs> Me and um. I was with Paul Marceletti, and you turned the corner. Have you done great south, Matt? No, never. You turned the corner eight miles onto the seafront, and just before we turned the corner, we were on like 49, 30, 40 pace, and Paul says to me, he's like, look, we're definitely going to break 50 here, lads, no matter how strong the wind is.
1: Is that in your best New Zealand accent?
0: I don't I, I'm not going to try it <laughs> <It'll be terrible. laughs> I'm so bad at accents let's not do that um, yeah I was actually going to try it but I'm not um, but yeah it, the wind was also like about 80 miles per hour I'd say easy was yeah. that
1: <laughs> fuck was it <laughs> miles an hour? what so, was that like, hurricane weather
0: so yeah that was, that was what happened to me at the Great South that year
2: the Twister like film <laughs> I just had a look and that actually wasn't where you ran that time.
0: <laughs> I was no tough 10, wasn't it? Yeah. So that 10 mile, that time. So I broke the course record that who was, which was held from AD Royal and another guy who actually in the same year ran 4740. So stick that one. Not bad.
1: 80 uh, mile an hour wins. That's brilliant.
0: Anyway, um, I don't actually know where we we're, but English came first, Jess Piasecki second. Not sure who's third. Verity Ockenden. Oh, Verity was third. Verity Ockenden. So there you go. Um, there's a few other results this weekend. Yorkshire Marathon is on. Uh, Tom Charles at the win two twenty four. Becky Penty two forty seven. Have you done Yorkshire? Any Yorkshire races? No, no, no. I think it's pretty hilly. I'm
1: doing one. Uh, I'm doing one soon. What? And I think it's Yorkshire. The um is it Percy Pod?
0: That's Sheffield, isn't it?
1: Oh right, there we
0: are. Yeah, that's still in Yorkshire. Up that
1: end, yeah, still
0: in Yorkshire. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty hilly as well, isn't it? No idea. Big cash. Is that why you're going?
1: No. What's his name? Um, Andy, the organizer. Andy. No, can't remember the organizer's name. Sorry if you're listening. Um, he always messaged me, and I just thought, wow, well, I'll have a go this year. Oh. I, I think it's November, isn't it?
0: maybe whoever that organiser in, if you're listening and you're just DMing Matt, maybe, maybe send an entry mine and Josh's way. We, um
1: are Richard Donk, Richard Donk. He's a good lad. Richard um, God. yeah. So what race was that? Sorry, I missed that. It, I'll tell you what he does right now. Pounds. It is Percy Pud 10k and it's on the, Oh, I don't know. Actually I could do it, but then Talford's the week after it's the 5th of December.
0: There you go. Right. So there you go. I'll stay into the results. Um, Cambridge Half, Jet took the win in 66-12. All I say about the Cambridge Half is I hope they got the distance right this year. Um, anyone who wants to look at some... So Cambridge was the, like, the last race on before COVID and they ended up pretty much running about 12.9 miles I think and they got away with it. Sneaky. Um, Emma Hodson, 7710. 10 uh, Nutsford 10k, that's near you, isn't it Matt? Nutsford to South Manchester.
1: Yeah. Adam Quick. Craig.
0: Adam Craig today, 28-53. Solid for me. Um,
1: 80 mile an hour winds must have been behind him that day.
0: Um, and there's also Cheshire 10k. Was that yesterday?
1: Uh, yes, that's a good course. Yeah. Um,
0: Run through, guys. Kadar Omar took the win, 29-14. Um, and then Elizabeth Renon Dow. I want to say. Renon Dow. 35-52. I've never heard of Elizabeth, but good run for her. Good run.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's also Paris and Amsterdam on today, but I took no interest in them. Did anything happen?
1: I watched them both. They were, they were, well, I watched most of, most of both. Yeah, they were good. Very good. Quick.
0: Nice. The um, additions were perfect in Paris, by the looks of it. Oh,
1: amazing. Um, I think in Amsterdam, there oh, was one in 203. Two, well, it was a new course record, wasn't it? For it's both. Taylor won Amsterdam in 203. Two o three made one out, yeah. And then Paris was there was a number of them that went under two o five. Paris, back in my year oh, seven Paris. French class. Oh, Paris, <laughs> um, yeah. I know the the guy who won. He broke uh, Bikili's uh, course record. So I've d- d- I've been doing my homework today, boys. Look at that. Yeah,
0: you've obviously got too much time in your hands. You need to get you need to get more painting of like sheds done or sewing like your sewing obviously didn't go to plan um, <laughs> can you knit I used to be able to yeah yeah can you, you can make Eliza look like a little cardigan can't you inside jogging of course yeah yeah because yeah. we're talking about merch maybe that's what we do maybe Clousey actually manufactures the merch as well
1: I've got all the time in the world yeah just send, send me your send requests um, by the wall send it me and yeah you might have it by 2030
0: <laughs> I was just quickly looking to see if there's any Brits running Amsterdam or Paris, but I couldn't, couldn't see any results. So, um, yeah, not sure. So, that's about it, really. Um, anything big happening next week, Josh?
2: Um, I've just unplugged my Xbox controller indefinitely. So, that's the big news that I didn't want to spoil t- from that earlier.
0: Your Xbox? Wow. But I thought you don't play on your Xbox. You've told me this before. Wow, my computer so is that the same thing then if you unplug your computer
2: no no no. because I, I i said i said this to you so i use my computer for productivity things as well so i don't want to get rid of my computer anymore.
1: hold on hold on you use your computer for, for what productivity,
2: <laughs> productivity. productivity what, does that what? why would you use that word Bra- browsing night productivity so i just think i, just, I, just, I just check the strava leaderboard every week or you just use it like you know, just in your in your own time, leisurely, yeah. not productivity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> productivity. No, so I'm keep, I'm keeping my computer, um, but I have got rid of my controller. So I'm giving my controller to my dad because I have no self-discipline. So so if I don't um, if I if I don't have it, then I can't use it.
0: How did your dad get on at the weekend, by the way? Uh, he won his age group. So Josh's dad is actually a pretty handy. He's probably the best lun in the family. So yeah and think he came 11th overall which what was his split? marathon split?
1: I was was, it was
2: a half marathon I think he ran like 80, 85 minutes something like that yeah. Yeah. A a half Ironman man. yeah interesting story he was five minutes behind Steph Davis's boyfriend very interesting <laughs> is, that, is that good? well it depends how good he is I don't know I can't
0: really <laughs> remember <laughs> good story <laughs> um so other than so you're not going to play computer games. Is this is what you're telling me. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going. So to... How are you going to talk to your American friends that you're going to go live with in December? WhatsApp. So are they not going to be disappointed that you're not hanging out with them on? Yeah, yeah, I already got a message.
1: Is WhatsApp product? Is that would you class WhatsApp as productivity?
2: Well, actually, if you go to your screen time, that is exactly what it's classed as.
1: Interesting. Fair enough.
0: So other than other than WhatsApping. What else are you doing next week? Um, I'm going to carry
2: on doing my night training apps. i seem doing sort of one of them a day. It's quite good. So my core is actually getting a little bit stronger. Other than that, probably just running and work. Nothing nothing more. No distractions now.
0: But again, so you're going to, have we told people, you're going to Flagstaff in December?
2: Yeah, I probably haven't told. Yeah, so 15th of December, I'm going to Flagstaff for six weeks. Pro-athlete
0: lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm kind of jealous, but I mean, also listening to your life, I'm kind of not jealous at the same time. <laughs> if I had to choose um, having that hairstyle or, you know, having to contend with real life, I'd, I'd choose real life.
1: Um, Matt, what are you up to next week? Uh, I'm in. Mountain Ash Monday to Wednesday of next week. So anybody oh, okay. listening, yeah, <laughs> yeah, NOSGAL. If anyone's listening, uh, Ponty pre boys, um, hit me up if you want to give a few runs. Uh, but apart from that, usual, usual stuff. So you're working then next week. Yeah.
0: Hang on, hang on. Josh is actually he's actually Instagrammed him putting his Xbox controller yeah. away.
1: Why have you got a case as well? That's what I
2: want to know.
0: This, this is, is a, horrific.
2: What do you mean? Why have I got a case? It's travel why would you
1: know, have a case so. for a controller
0: on your, on your keyboard of your computer? <laughs> why are your like arrow keys and really. I want to say like W, A, S, and D? Yeah, why W, A, S, and D? So, a lot of computer games you'd use, you'd use oh, that board already. <laughs> board already. Let's move on. <laughs> what is it called?
2: So, that's a lot of computer you'd use your mouse and your right hand and you'd move like your movement on them
0: interesting um yeah anyone want to ask me what i'm up to
1: yeah i was gonna i was just gonna ask you what are you are up to what are you up to <laughs> mate For next Don't week you ever
0: ask, you n- you never i was ask gonna questions? i was gonna ask you i have to introduce myself go into the week myself you're um, the
1: bloody host
0: yeah i know earning all the big cash here um exactly i am i'm actually going to the office monday and tuesday so busy boy so hopefully i'll i'll run with josh what are you saying so that sounds terrible yeah it's a bit odd isn't it i actually find now i get more work done at home than going to the office when i go to the office it's like nothing gets done because you spend your day just talking to people about stuff um so so yeah doing that what is next weekend no 24th i'm here next weekend um yeah just getting fit i think now just trying to get some running in um trying to um get on top of my my wife's finances she's um not so good at keeping control of them so i'm you know laying down the law um i'm sounding like a good husband this week i know you certainly
2: are lucky
1: to have you
0: she is Aaron, on uh, friday we've got that 25 minute race yeah we've got a race on friday me and josh um we're going to use, we're going to go down the track and dragonflies. put dragonflies on and do a race. Um, but yeah, try. so I'm trying to persuade Josh to run in the, in the afternoons, but he's not having it at the moment. He's got month end probably. So, um, he's got month end every bloody week. I know exactly. <laughs> That's his excuse. But Matt, um, and he, what he wants, he wants me to run at about half
2: past three. So I do, <laughs> do have a job. Yeah. Yeah. People have work.
0: I have jobs too. just work around it. Um, but yeah, other than that, not a lot. Probably spending most of the week trying to prep for this show again, um, which none of you two do. We actually need to interview somebody else. So if you two can can find an interviewee, that'd be good. I've got a few lined up. Don't worry about that. Good, night. Go. Well, I need you on a call. But yeah, much and much. And then um, end of the month, I'm going on another trip to Plymouth. So hopefully... It's probably my third, fourth time down to Plymouth. and not run a step yet, so hopefully, I'm going to run there. Um, and the best news about going down to Plymouth. So I'm going down for my sister-in-law's delayed thirtieth, and they live probably about 800 meters from football ground. Ipswich are playing Plymouth that weekend. What a treat! So I'm going to go watch that on my own, which will be
1: how exciting.
0: It's a bit like I was saying to somebody the other day, like I always remember as a kid going to away games and you see these weird old men stood on their own, you know, at an away game in Plymouth. And you're like, what have you done to yourself to be stood on your own at an away game? And now I'm that person. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, but yeah, let's wrap this up and I'll speak to you too next week or maybe in the week, Josh yeah boys
2: Have
0: you. On this week's show, I'd like to welcome Phil Sessman to our podcast. Um, Phil's recently just run well he came first first Brit at London Marathon finished in what position overall Josh you should know this. 8th, 7th Seventh overall at London Marathon, um, which interestingly, Phil, it's not on the power of 10 yet. So that's disappointing, isn't it?
1: Doesn't so, count. But,
0: sorry. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. So you, you've not got that time yet. So I've not. Why, why is that on, not on the power of 10?
3: I don't know. Yeah. We'll wait. Yeah. I, I'll be waiting for my prize money first, to be honest. So that's what well, I'm talking about. It's ruined my. Um,
0: my intro because I I now don't know exactly the time you ran two twelve fifty eight eight cool well there you go he he ran two twelve fifty eight there phil's sort of no stranger to the the domestic scene sort of been competing pretty much consistently over the last ten plus years on the track um, so he's got PBs of three forty point nine three over fifteen hundred. 7.51 over 3k, 13.45 over 5k. Um, don't think you've done 10k on the track, but you've done 10k on the road, 28.24. Yeah. Um, half marathon this year, at big half in 62.47, and then recently the marathon. So welcome to the show, Phil. Um, how are you feeling after London? You've, you recovered yet? Uh,
3: no, not really, to be honest. like um, I always bought this kind of post-marathon fatigue and, and kind of hangover that people had was maybe slightly in their heads and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've, I've sore throat, cold, had a bit of food poisoning last week, just felt pretty rubbish pretty much for the last 10 days. So um, looking forward to that kind of turning around and, and feeling good again.
2: It's funny you say that, Phil, because I think that one of the last things we spoke about before the race uh, was we were talking about the relays the night before and uh, you were reasonably convinced that you'd be racing them. So I guess, what? uh, have a change of your mind there?
3: Yeah, I was sure I was going to be, and um, my coach was like really keen on me not doing it. And I was, I'm in an houring. Do I go against the wishes of my coach and what he's advising me, and and do I just get on with it? And um, and then I got food poisoning on like the Tuesday and basically drank two Lucas aids and ate a half a banana for a whole 24 hours. So it felt horrendous. Um, and it was it was good because it made the decision for me. I didn't have to make the decision after that. Um, and there was like, obviously, there was no regrets on Saturday. There was no way I wanted to be running hard on Saturday, that's for sure. No, it always
0: amazes me when people manage to come back and race like two weeks after after a marathon. I have no idea how they used to do it or do it still. So, yeah, certainly certainly got some good powers of recovery if you can do that. Especially, there's that Japanese guy, isn't there? He seems to race like sub 2.10 every four weeks. So... Um, yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that confuses me. Um so as you mentioned your coach, your coach is Andy Henderson, right? Um yeah. up in up in Leeds. So you've been based up in Leeds what how many years now?
3: Uh it's over 10 years now I've been living there.
0: You've been living in Leeds 10 years. So you you made the switch from Blackheath and Bromley club to Leeds a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, so Leeds Leeds AC poaching all the all the good athletes at the moment. i <laughs> um, but you've got quite a good, everybody trains and sort of lives in the Leeds area, don't they?
3: Yeah, pretty much all of us. Um, there's one or two in the team who who, who you don't train with as often. So, uh, of like your A-team kind of guys, Olly Lockley um, did live in Leeds for a bit, now back in the Isle of Man, did come over and do a month training camp um, with us um, in August. So, um feel like he's a, a strong part of the team and um, John B. He's one of our newest members and um, he's been up a couple of times to train, um, but not not hugely often, but um, he yeah, he's one of our new members. Um, but other than that, yeah, you're running with most of the guys at least once a fortnight. You'd probably be with everyone else in the team at least one run and uh, getting sessions done with big groups and stuff like that.
0: Because Andy's coach
3: at Leeds, is it Leeds Met or Leeds Uni? Which one? Leeds Beckett. Leeds, Leeds- Beckett yeah so um yeah so he's the coach there and then he's also one of the coaches on the talent hub that's with like London Marathon and England Athletics and um so there's a lot of athletes kind of involved in that um across kind of both the unis but also the talent hub and um so he, yeah and he's got quite a few athletes um and then obviously quite a big group around that as well so um you don't have to be coached by him to be jumping in the sessions and jumping in the group and there's a lot of people who just make it work for them and and Um, everyone's there to work together really yeah so
0: so if we rewind a little bit um, you primarily were running sort of 1500s when you probably joined Andy Um, so was the plan always to progress to longer distances or is it sort of just come as like a natural progression
3: it was more a natural progression Um, I always enjoyed like the high volume training and um that always motivated me and we found that i responded well to like hard long runs and and they were part of the training that i enjoyed a lot um but then when i was a few years ago the race i was enjoying the most was the fifteen hundred. um so we knew then i should have been stepping up and the 3k was where i was getting the most success in and i needed to really crack the five but we were just enjoying 1500s and i think as soon as 2018 i was still doing the 1500 at british champs outdoors and targeting that and um it was only kind of in the winters where i'd do the 10ks and andy would say all right a few years ago he said okay i want you moving up and we're going to target the marathon and not soon soon but we're going to be looking at it in the next few years and um that's why yeah, we, we finally come to do one
0: so i think that you might tell me if i'm wrong but i think the plan originally was to do do the marathon at the trials wasn't it in whenever that was I forget now end of was it this year yeah in March in March yeah, yeah. this year's a blur um so yeah the plans was that to the plan but then you you ended up running 3k indoors and making the, the GB team for 3k instead so was the plan to do the trials then
3: no the, the plan wasn't to do the trials it was it was to wait until kind of this year or maybe even next year with the idea of there's there's championships um, with Europeans, Commonwealths, and, and now Worlds um, to try and target a marathon and one of those. Um, but when it was kind of COVID lockdown last November and they came out that there was this trial race and I just looked at it and I thought, well, the volume training is going well and I'm enjoying it. And that just motivated me. And I just said, Oh, let's, let's do that. And Andy was a bit like, uh, I'm not sure if it's a bit soon, but he kind of knows me and he knows that I've got to be happy and I've got to be motivated. And if that's what I was going after, then then he was going to be supporting me with that. Um, So, yeah, we we threw our name in the hat uh, to get an exemption because I didn't have a half marathon or a marathon qualifying time. And uh, they just said no. So, um, yeah, they they weren't having it. So um, I wasn't able to get in.
0: Instead, they let people like me and Josh and Clousey in, but not you. But which is an odd decision. I said I'd I'd give up my place. Well, I didn't run in the end, but um, I said, look, I've got a place. I'm not running. Surely you can give it to one of these other guys who wants to. But they weren't having that either. So,
3: yeah, yeah. And, they, so, they, and stuff, aren't they? So, in, and organising stuff like that's difficult and stuff. So,
0: oh yes, it's, it was difficult getting it all at Q, and it's a good job they they got it in the end. Um, but instead you went to indoors and were you fourth quickest until Mark Scott pulled out like the week or a few days before the actual champs?
3: Yeah. So, so I'd finished third at the trial selection race. Um, and I think, I mean, I think I'd run quicker than Jack, but he was obviously great on that trial selection race and he was clearly the guy that you wanted in the team. Um, And yeah, they'd they'd put Mark in because he'd run some good times outdoors over in America. Um, But he messaged me maybe 10 days out or so. Um, And he messaged me on the day of the trials, just kind of being like, yeah, I'll put my name forward, but keep some speed endurance in your legs because there's a fair chance I might be pulling out. Um, And so that was good of him just to to keep me informed there. And yeah, he messaged me and and did pull out, so yeah, it was really fun. Got, got to jump in that. And um, that, that was purely, there was no other races. So again, the, the marathon trials motivate me. Couldn't get in that. And right, right, let's just do something else. I was in decent shape. So let's just do the indoors. When, when you were doing that,
2: were you doing long runs still for the marathon
3: trial and also sort of 3k training? No. So they, I was doing what I thought was t- good 10k training um with the idea of really targeting highgate um and then they told me a month out from the you indoor trials that you're not getting into the marathon trials um so that was just a complete switch like we just changed changed the training straight away and took off the long runs or the hard long runs and went straight back to kind of longer tempos my stimulus and a lot of speed endurance work and just tried to get as 3k fit as possible um, so did change it up um, and then went back to the long runs after that.
2: Did you after find that. doing that change sort of in so sort of quite quickly did you find that was quite hard to sort of adjust to or
3: was it quite natural? It was all right we, we'd always we stay on the track once a week throughout the entire year so in the autumn and winter we're still on the track and we're not running really quick but there might be a burn up or two on the last rep, or if you're feeling great, you might push it a little bit. So you're always touching a little bit of um, speed endurance at the end of sessions. And um, we would do a few hill reps and a few 200 specific sessions, um, Emil and I, and doing those. So um, it wasn't a complete shock. Um, and yeah, for me it, as a strength based athlete, that's where I'm going to find the most success at the shorter distances. It's coming from the longer distances and, and the longer training and then just adding a little bit of speed on top, essentially.
0: Who's who's winning those burn-ups then? Is it is it Emile? Is it yourself? It's not um it's not any of the old boys, is it? It's not I can't think who else trains with you
3: it's not Graham. Graham, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what I tell you. Um Dave Malarkey, one of the young lads, he's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so he's quite good fun and he's progressed a lot this year, definitely in training. Um, but Emil is he's he's fast, Emile. He, he's and he's so confident in himself kind of thing and um i think we were doing a session with emil dave um, rich allen and it was like 2400s and we're maybe running 64s and i think with 300 to go I, i think i said fuck it and tried to spin past him and emil was just having none of it and ripped a 56 or something like that and just um just in his flats in december so um he's pretty quick he's got some wheels
0: i mean he's got he's got to be confident if he's got that tash on his face though yeah. yeah. Give them okay. that. Anyway, I mean Josh has moved nicely into my my question. So your marathon buildup, when did it when did it begin
3: then? It began after the ten thousand meter champs um on around June sixth. So I trained for that. I thought I was in okay shape, done a lot of training with a meal, and then yeah. a week beforehand I'd picked up some food poisoning um and just had a dicky belly for like five, six, seven days um weren't able to race and took a bit of a break and just kind of straight back into volume in the summer it was quite nice in June just being a bit non-specific with training and we're kind of two weeks into that and just said well wow, it's about 15 weeks till London we've already done 200 110 mile weeks like we've got enough time why don't we just give that a go and that seemed to be motivating me at the time so
0: that's so, so that's good. what like 17, 18 weeks out you sort of start doing some base mileage are you, at that point.
3: Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean I'd, I'd come in arguably I was in my best ever 10,000 meter shape I think um, had a week off with a bit of illness and then go back to base mileage and non-specific training for about six weeks and um, and at that point it was yeah 17 weeks to go so um, it wasn't like I'd, I was starting from scratch at 17 weeks. One question so, I've got: Who does the cooking at home? If nice <laughs> Who does the cooking? Um Mostly, yeah, my partner Jess, yeah, mostly. So she's to
0: blame for these two bits of these two bouts of food poisoning. You're not eating the dog food
3: or something, are you? No, no. I, honestly, I don't know where it's from. I think like chicken sandwiches. Honestly, both times, um, <laughs> and I've never really had it before either. So yeah, I don't know where it came from before. Um, the British 10,000 metre champs but that that was bother because that was the back end and whereas last week was the front end so um, yeah it wasn't too good
0: Um, my my computer's like conveniently overheating so if you hear a fan noise it's that I don't know what's going on but anyway um, so marathon block I saw on Strava that your mileage was pretty high and Josh has been telling me not even all your stuff was on Strava at one point so um was that something that was consistent throughout the block just high mileage big sessions
3: yeah pretty much I think most of June I was probably 110 100 110 115 um July did quite a few holidays and and relaxed quite a bit and that was again kind of 120 and um there'd be some hard long runs in there there'd be some shorter sessions and um kind of went to scotland for two weeks in the van and, and didn't really stress too much about the exact specifics of it um running on the trail <laughs> with...
2: if anyone listened that's miles not kilometers
3: yeah so it's quite some,
2: a... some people that will think that's kilometers
3: okay yeah so it's miles and it's yeah it's, it's a lot of running um but You're i'm going to
0: um what I like, though, about those, those runs you did in, in Scotland, because some of those were – you are out for, like, three hours, weren't you, on sort of quite steep terrain and things with your dog, so.
3: Yeah, there was, there was less of that in this build-up. Um, so I had spoke to quite a lot of um, – I had some advice from friends and one of my mates, Russell Bentley, and he kind of told me – point me in the direction of, like, a Robbie Simpson podcast – Um, listen to that and he's very kind of strict with marathon build up he's the most he'll do is like a good forest trail kind of thing and he doesn't mess around on the hills and stuff and I think that's maybe where I lost my way a little bit in the summer track season kind of trying to do all my track training and then also try and be out on the fells with the dog and stuff like that for hours and I just wasn't recovering properly in between sessions and stuff so um, yeah I, I, I wasn't doing too much of that this year in scotland I was a bit stricter um yeah i
0: think it was actually it was probably more in the winter i think i saw you do some you're probably doing some long run sessions in the winter and then like next day you were going out in snow for like three
3: hours yeah with, uh, yeah 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 definitely we're doing it as much as possible then and this autumn is going to be back to that and that, that's that's the fun stuff really so
0: when you get to your your key sort of 10 12 weeks build up um is there any like big sessions you remember doing that you think they were
3: they were the ones that really helped you on marathon day I would look at kind of one big track session a week and then one big long run a week Um, and that long run could be just a straight 24 mile steady at 515s, or it could be um 24 mile but broken into six five four three two off one mile and um did some sustained runs i think one of them was a 22 steady so it's 12 steady and then 10 at marathon pace um and that was really tough because you feel great in the steady and you get out way too quick and then your last 10 is um really hard work and you've just got to really battle just to stay at your marathon pace and i found that like really beneficial and and definitely mentally um took a lot from that that i was able to get through it as you're saying you're
0: saying steady there 515s, which five fifteens, um your your target marathon pace was at around five minute mile in so you're still talking yeah. 15 15 seconds a mile slower as a steady um yeah. i'd say that's that's still pretty tough i mean i mean if i was to say steady i'd usually say like a six minute mile in which is 45 seconds a mile slower than my marathon pace so um yeah some pretty solid runs going on there
3: yeah, but you, you've you got to remember, I'm doing this on a completely flat cycle path that's pretty sheltered. I've got someone handing me drinks. I hope they have someone on a bike who's helping pace. Um, I'm doing them in carbon shoes. So it's, it's advantageous. Like And, and um, if you're not running quick on there, then, then you're not fit kind of thing. If I was doing it on the canal in Leeds, it's going to be slower again. If I'm doing it anywhere else, it's even slower. So um, yeah, it's it's all relative to where you're doing it, kind of thing, and how much you're optimising it with the weather and whatever else.
0: It sounds like your ideal training sessions, Josh. You need to go to Leeds instead of to Flagstaff, mate. Um, so, so your week, other than a track session like a Tuesday, Wednesday, you just do a long, long session between Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah. The rest you're running is that done easy or? Are you still running steady for
3: that? During this build-up, it was all easy. So uh, there may have been the odd week where I did a third session and that was more of like a turnover session on the track and I'd try and run a little bit quicker off decent recoveries, um, but not really pushing it kind of aerobically. Um, But mostly it was just easy running. And whether that was going out with the boys and the dog on the Sunday and doing the club 16-milo or... um, heading out just whenever every evening and just doing 10 in the morning, 10 in the evening. And unless, what? I'm, unless I'm on the canal, I'm not going below 650s on those runs really.
0: Okay. that's That was my question. Like, what is your easy? Cause you speak to some people and they say, Oh, I'm running easy and it's six minute mile in which yeah, isn't easy for me.
3: No, no, not at all. So it, most of it's on like the Meanwood Valley trail near where I live, which is going to be 730 mile in kind of thing. So it's pretty chilled running. And that's the one thing that my coach and I have, have discussed and what we would change in the next build up is we'd take a bit more of a risk and push one or two other runs a week rather than just two hard runs and the rest easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've got to see where you can progress it, I suppose. And it's yeah. the obvious the obvious thing. Um so that's that meanwood is is your meanwood training camp, I presume. Um how far yeah. is how far is that trail from your house?
3: Do you drive out or? No, no, it's about um 2 minutes jog kind of thing from, from where I live, if that, maybe less, and I'm on the trail, and um, the trail just, yeah, maybe f- keeps going all the way out to Harewood House, so um, me and Linton Taylor did... Linton Taylor lives even closer to the trail than I do, and we both oh, just right. off one day and did 24 miles from home and came back, and it was quite, yeah, quite good fun. I,
0: yeah, I I've, I got dropped off at Linton's house on, a, on the way to a track meet in summer so I roughly know where that is um and then the, the the out and back you do for your sessions how far does that go out
3: uh you can get about six miles
0: so you um, have to go up and down a few times yeah yeah, yeah so you, you don't don't pause,
3: don't pause at the turnarounds
0: I would be <laughs> <laughs> well it depends how generous your watch is I suppose um but yeah so I also saw in in well when jake came up to join you for some sessions there were some fairly swift track sessions going on which i think you ducked out of a few towards the end when they got a bit tasty yeah but what sort yeah. of what sort of paces were you working were you, you you're going out to like 5k pace on some of the the reps weren't you
1: yeah
3: yeah definitely so um i think there was a well attempted 15 by one k. Oh, yeah and I was 600s for the last two reps. Um, and that was, I can't remember the exact splits. I think it was kind of five, maybe like five at ten at half marathon pace, five at 10K pace and five at 5K pace. But some of the other lads were jumping in for like the middle five and they're in the middle of track season. So they just started ripping them. And before we know it, we're already at faster than 5K pace on, when I'm on 10 reps to go. And yeah, that was a bit of bother that was. Uh, but, yeah, it's all good fun and kind of thing. Like I, d- I don't worry too much about the specifics of the training session and whether it's exactly what's going to be perfect for my marathon or my race. I kind of see the the value in just jumping in with the group and, and running the pace that's been run and, and enjoying it as well.
0: Yeah, so is Andy setting that session for the whole group rather than just individuals, or is he sort of tailoring – within the session for
3: everyone it's, it's everyone's getting it tailored specifically to what they need um and if it can work in then it'll work in and for that session like those lads it was able to work in for them and they could then do some shorter reps after their five by k um but that's not like i work with andy and, and we'll we'll look at the sessions and go go leading into that training camp i was just discussing a lot with ollie lockley kieran lewis jake smith and emil was what sessions we wanted to target on the tuesday and that was kind of i'd then tell andy like this is a session that tuesday and then we would then be able to alter what i was doing the rest of the week to make sure that we hit what i needed to hit rather than kind of no that tuesday won't work for you and that's not specific to you it's very much like well it is going to work and that's what the group's going to do and then we can just alter Saturday to make sure we're we're getting the right amount of stimulus that we need.
0: Yeah. Um, got any other any other questions on training,
3: Josh? Before I move. move yeah.
2: On I say, so we we've sort of spoken about the running part
3: of it. Was there any um, sort of gym S and C stuff that you did in there as well? Yeah. So I work with um and coach and the Leeds Hand Hub called My Scott, and he um, sets me a plan, and, and I'm in the gym with him once a week. And I generally lift once a week. Um, I was doing circuit sessions every week as well at home, but we just noticed that every now and again I wouldn't do them. And they just thought, you're clearly, that's the bit of your training that you're least motivated on. So let's just stick to one session a week and make sure we get a lot of value out of that. And that's what we do. So go there kind of trap bar deadlifts, single leg specific um, lifts and um, body weight stuff and core work and, then some like specific stuff to whatever niggles that I've got at the time. So generally that's plantar fascia. So kind of isometric calf raises and that kind of thing.
2: And on those lifts, how sort of heavy are
3: you getting? Uh, I got up to one, so off two boxes for so the weight. So we did decrease the range of movement, um, but I'd get up to sets of five at one thirty and um, was what I got up to. Um, so getting towards double body weight, not quite there, Um but yeah, definitely, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do.
0: It is big as Clarity. I was gonna say Clarity, but not, not like me and Josh lifted, ah. you know lifting our fifty. Um yeah. I, I actually saw a, I think I saw a video of you when I was on an England marathon camp about three years ago. They had a video of you doing some some deadlifts from I think Andy was there and he had a video of you. So yeah. Um they're showing good technique. Anyway, um good. so that's that's just once a week is it you don't do any core outside of that or no no so purely once a week um so my other question outside of training is your work and obviously well you're a qualified doctor i believe um yeah and i saw some of the the press articles after london picked up on that very you know it's their lead their lead headline like the flying doctor and all this stuff um which I saw a few of your replies on said you're part-time so yeah when did you when did you cut down on some of that that doctor work?
3: uh, When I started uh, yeah I kind of got through medical school and straight away just asked uh, requested to go part-time and I've worked part-time since I started so three days a week um, in general and um, yeah 60% and and I've done that. So what do you what do you specifically do are you are you like a, a gp or so I've, I've gone through my foundation year one and two training so and i took a break in between the middle of those two and that's taken me two four years now um so you go around lots of different rotations and and different um, fields of medicine um but at the moment i'm working bank shifts in a and e as a locum um, okay. so just working emergency department
0: so how long are those, those shifts that you're doing on those days you do work uh, so they're 9
3: hours in the emergency department
0: okay so not not too bad i've 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 heard some stories you know some some doctors they're like 14 hour shifts they're like how the hell do you manage to
3: run around those but i suppose oh, yeah. 9 hours is manageable yeah yeah 9 hours is is really manageable and um it just depends where the shift is in the day and stuff yeah. but even even a night shift if it's only 9 hours is like you can actually still train around that whereas most medical shifts when they're on call um would be kind of 12 and a half 13 hour shifts and uh, uh yeah that's really hard to train around when you're adding commute time and stuff i suppose the other
0: the other issue with it is the, the stress levels like me and josh sometimes act like we get stressed from our our desk jobs but you're dealing with human beings who are you know need some medical attention so some of those shifts i imagine can be fairly stressful like, is it, is it easy to come out of a shift? And or, I mean, does it help then to go for a run?
3: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. It, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? So just because you may think, yeah, that's more stressful. Like, you can still be very stressed in whatever job you're doing. And, and I'll uh, always be stressed, mate, don't worry about that. Yeah, no, it's all relative, just because what I'm doing is um, maybe quite consequential for someone's health that doesn't mean it's more stressful kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you, there is certain shifts where you do come out of it and you're like, well, that was fucking a bit rough or um, emotionally it's bothered you kind of thing. Something that you've seen or something that's happened um, and that, that can be a bit upsetting. So yeah, the running does definitely help. And I'd probably say the dog probably more helpful than that. Like you come home and it doesn't matter what, what's happened. The dog's happy to see you. Like yeah. um, So that's quite nice. Um, but yeah, you can't switch off straight away and, i don't know i got back from work at maybe half two-ish or something on monday night um and just you can't go to bed immediately so you're still up for another hour and that then eats into your next day's sleep and feeling a bit crap and stuff so
0: i mean claus is already out for a run at 3am so you might as well just join him yeah Um, yeah. so you mentioned your dog um she's called kipchoge i believe yeah and you've recently got another another dog haven't you which i yeah. saw in the relays um and i i did see in your facebook profile picture you've got a cat and i've seen your cat on instagram so yeah. you got like a little zoo
3: going on at home it does feel a little bit like a farm at times yeah to be honest and when you're sat there eating dinner and there's a cat jumping all over the table and there's two dogs literally just right next to you looking at you and you think And you sit there and we're like, oh, we're outnumbered now. Like, we shouldn't have got the extra one (laughs) kind of thing. Um, But no, it's great fun. It's really good.
0: But but Kipchoge does a lot of your easy runs with you. So how how
3: much miles is she getting in a week? She pretty much does all the easy running. So whatever that ends up being. Um, So she would do uh, well, yeah, if I'm on 120 mile week and maybe there's a big long run and a session in there, she'll probably do up to 80 kind of thing and um, I think yeah, there was one seven-day rolling that she was one hundred and three because I'd gone to the big half, and so there was a few easy mark days going in, and then when I'm at the big half, my brother took her to the North York Moors, and he was marathon training, so she was doing twenty miles with him each day, um, and then a few easy days after the big half meant no sessions and just lots of miles. So yeah, she she really racked some up then. Do you
2: and track she, her mileage, Phil?
3: Do I track hers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do yeah so uh, I just I just add her to my runs at Strava because she's got a Strava
2: really, yeah. what I was thinking Aaron is it'll be interesting at the end of the year if she's done more miles than you
0: probably oh, no. <laughs> add, add, her to, add her to the inside jogging Strava group and she can top the leaderboard probably um, but um, I don't know where I was going next my question but uh, oh she's a Vizsla right Isn't she?
3: Hunger- is she a Hungarian Vizsla she's a Hungarian Vizsla crossed with a Springer Spaniel. yeah um so yeah she's she's i mean she's built for running but she's not yeah. the perfect running dog i think the new one's gonna be better at the running
0: got the training early my friend had a hungarian Bizzler, so um and she used to run everywhere with us so yeah they, they're good running dogs um anyway we've um we have already speaking half an hour and we're yet to get to london marathon which was the, the main point of the conversation um so so london comes around um how are you feeling in the in the week building up to it on taper week
3: yeah I wasn't enjoying it too much I'd gone down to Essex for a family do and driven down there had a rest day and like I'm not eating quite as well as I had been and um you just feel a little bit more like flat and and lethargic and yeah that wasn't too good so I was um quite pleased kind of going back to doubles in the final week and I found that like just helped with the routine and just helped me feel a little bit fresher in the legs and um kind of went into the race kind of like i chatted to Josh in the hotel and stuff and like my build-up had been really good so there was no reason kind of for it to go badly um or for me to kind of overdo it it was just a case of enjoy the day and see what I could do.
0: So um elite hotel wise you were you're in the same hotel as we were last year, which was it was pretty intense last year. I'm not sure how it was this year because obviously I wasn't there. But um was it was it different to other race experiences you've had being in sort of a hotel for a few days? But I suppose you've done that with indoor champs and things.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit different where it kind of feels a little bit more like a compound and you're not allowed to leave and um but it was the hotel was lovely. It was really big yeah. and there's loads there of space and it was a nice hotel and your room was really nice. So um yeah, it was quite it was quite enjoyable to be honest.
0: So so morning the race comes around. Um you've got a pace group, right? Of did you go with the two eleven thirty group or did you go ahead of that? So it was two eleven thirty group, yeah. Yeah. So Jake, Jake was pacing. There's quite a big it's quite a big group of you to start, wasn't there? How many was in your group?
3: So um, it was me, Johnny, Wayne A and Mo. Josh Griffiths. And Mo. No. So Mo went with the 209 group. Oh, did he? But the 209 group didn't actually want to go at 209 pace. They were kind of looking at 65-15. Um, and I thought Johnny Meller was going to go with that one, but he didn't in the end. Um, but Mo went with Tristan Woodfine in that group. Um, on like the second drink station Mo dropped his drink and rather than keep going he stopped to pick up his drink and then we were so close he just settled back into our group
0: yeah yeah so I think I saw you I saw you first at around 15 miles but I think by that point you've, you've broken away from most of them um and your splits early on were pretty pretty consistent and you were on sort of two low to 11 pace for most of that first half. So was that first half like pretty comfortable? Were you feeling,
3: feeling good at that point? Yeah, I I did. Yeah, definitely. The first, first like five or six kind of ticked off and then felt like a little bit fatigued or a little bit rough for a few miles. And, um, but then I started to think I knew that um, like my friends and and my girlfriend and my dogs were going to be at like 11 and, so I, I spent like a good mile and a half, like looking out for them, um, and then before I knew it, like I was like slowly moving to the front of the group, and and we'd already caught Tristan, and I, I didn't even realize that we'd caught him. Suddenly we've got Mark Scott and, and another pacemaker right with us as well. So, um, and then we were at kind of Tower Bridge, and I d- yeah we started to pick up, and I started because I was looking at all the splits and realizing that five minute miling is two eleven flat. Mm. And- Working out well, actually, we're coming in under the um, five minute milding, and that's really trickling down. So, yeah, at one point I thought, well, oh, I might run two ninety. here. I feel good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
3: I've got your
0: splits here first 5k, 1523, so sort of bang on pace, then 10k, 1528, then a 1531. And then, as you say, we went down to 1519, which was 15 to 20k. Um, and then that 20 to 25 is about 15. 30 ish so you went through halfway at 65 11 and as you say at that point you're yeah 209 is is possible and if you feel and as I say when you came past us at 15 you looked absolutely fine um so so yeah um I suppose usually the tricky bit is around Canary Wharf was that was there any sort of struggles around Canary Wharf with any of the twists or did that sort of go pretty good for you as well?
3: No, no, it was around the Isle of Dogs. It was me and Wayne were still there. And um, I was kind of, I wasn't feeling great. And I was like, all right, well, let's take turns being the first guy on the pacemaker and, and make sure that we're doing that. And um, I noticed that he started to drop off a little bit, maybe around 18 miles. Um, and I wasn't feeling great, but I just thought, uh, you've got to go like you've got to keep pushing now because you get a gap on people and the gaps can open up hugely if someone's kind of head drops a little bit. And um, I just kind of, I don't think I said anything to Jake, but I think he could sense that kind of he was dropping off. And so he just kind of kept things moving and just made sure I was right on him, make sure he knew that I was, I was able to go with him kind of thing.
0: Cause that's pretty much the ideal paceback because you've trained with Jake quite a bit. So yeah, it must be nice having someone alongside you who can sort of almost be your, your personal pacemaker
3: at those oh, points. Yeah, completely. In, in in the hotel before we were deciding uh who's going with what, and I was like, should I go with Mark Scott group and stuff? And but I knew that if I went with Jake, I'm mates with Jake, I get along with Jake. Um, and not that I don't trust Mark, but like I trust Jake to do a good job. Like I I there was no doubt in my mind that he was not going to get to where he said he was going to get to in the pace he was going to get to. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a big thing. Whereas kind of even Mark, like the day before Steve Vernon asked him, like, Oh, how far are you going? And Mark said, i oh, I see how I feel kind of thing. And yeah. um, so I don't, I don't know how far he went in the end, but.
0: Exactly. That's, you want somebody who, you, you know, they're going to this point and they'll be on that pace. And, and Jake, Jake went to about 20. Cause he, I think he just dropped off before I saw you at 20 and a half you just come out of the out of the canary wharf section and by that point you were on your own um had had a fairly decent gap on the rest of the, the field at that point the British field that is yeah. um but then you had that last 10k into a pretty decent wind um yeah so
2: pick this wind up by the way Phil yeah how how
0: from what my experience of that last 10k is I've had some days when it's been brutal but the crowds are so intense and big like even if you have the slightest thought in your head of of stopping and dropping out there's there's no chance you can do it so so yeah how was that last 10k for you
3: yeah no it was it was horrible um Jake pulled off and yeah you hit the wind and it was like oh that's not good and then you start feeling a bit rough and I'd known from like training and pacing at Cheshire Mouth and like if you take 10 seconds off a mile you can really refresh and you can just chill a little bit so I was like all right take 10 seconds off a mile in like effort but because of the wind that ended up being like 25 seconds kind of thing and suddenly I was like I looked I looked at the split with maybe 6.2 miles to go or six miles to go and thinking well if I run five here I'm still going to run the world champs qualifying time and I run a 520 and then another 520 or something. I realise, yeah, that's not happening today, is it? Kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was just a case of um, like I started to get a bit of hamstring cramped as well. And I'd never really had that before. And it, there was a few moments there where I thought, oh, you're going to look silly here. <laughs> I kind of thing, like you've gone for it and you ain't finishing. Um, but yeah, I managed to kind of, whilst I would feel like I blew up, it wasn't a complete implosion kind of thing, which um hopefully it was just a reflection of of where my fitness was and I was able to keep it going a bit yeah
0: I think um yeah there's certainly bigger blow-ups on the day and I think everybody suffered in that last last 10k um there wasn't many who I'm I'm yet to see a negative split so yeah anyone's got a negative split they can send me then yeah good effort but I think um,
3: Purdue kept really even
0: yeah so so Charlie, she still lost um i want to say about 30 seconds in that last two and a bit k because at 40k the split came through and she was still on two twenty two high and obviously she ran 223 and 20 whatever so but the the problem for you guys was the wind they went through about half an hour before or 20 minutes before you yeah and the wind just got worse and worse so they probably only had that bad wind for the last 3k whereas you had it for 10k um, yeah and
1: it would have been
3: even worse for josh wouldn't it
0: yeah but yeah, when he's 10 minutes behind it was, yeah. must have suffered um so
3: i i've I watched
0: the coverage back and it yeah as you say it must be even worse in your head when you think i've got the camera on me if i <laughs> do anything silly now everybody's gonna see um and i i think it was about i want to say about 41k I think you look at your split of your last K, and you see your face just go, "What the fuck was that?" But you just, (laughs) but you still in your in your like looking at you as 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 a runner, you looked absolutely fine. Um, And then it pans, and you you're going around the bend of Birdcage Walk, and all of a sudden you're like, "He's not going so fast now," and you get onto that straight, and your face changed completely. To, you could see the strain on your face so yeah was that was it tough for the, for the whole of that last sort of few miles or, or did it just hit you in the last 400?
3: No no it was the entire six miles from Joe pulling out it was horrendous yeah just like oh this is not going well and this could go really badly I was just trying to get any wind shelter I could um but like it sounds like we everyone says you've got to really go to the well in the last 6 miles of a marathon but with the hamstring cramping and with how I was feeling i knew that if i pushed too hard i wasn't finishing that day yeah could easily just completely implode so all i was thinking was okay this has to be a measured effort so if anything i was trying less in that final 6 miles as i was before and it was just about being smart and and trying to think my way to get to the finish and and not completely pop um, and it was only in that final kind of two hundred coming into the final straight where I thought ah, I try giant sprint kind of thing. And, yeah. see what and that's probably why, yeah, everything kind of face expressions and look <laughs> too cute.
0: I mean, as I said, the main thing is your hair stayed immaculate throughout, and that's what I was most impressed with was seeing the pictures of you crossing the line, your hair still in good condition. Because you look at look at Josh's race pictures or mine, and there's spit all over <laughs> his face. Um, <laughs> Yeah, his roots are coming through. Uh, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but that's important. Like, like it's not lost on me that there is a camera bike right in front of me and I'm about to cross as the first Brit. So um you're not going over there with gobbled over your mouth and all yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, I think you you pretty much crossed the line and, and hit the floor. So
0: obviously you gave it as much as you could on the day. So in reflect in reflection, are you are you pleased with how you paced it and and what you gave on the day?
3: Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, I can't... Um, I think I said in one of one of the post-race interviews, I, I could come back and run quicker, but I could be the fifth Brit or I could be 15th overall. And, um, and at the end of the day, yeah, I would have liked to run quicker, but it is a race. And being the first Brit and being seventh at the London Marathon, I'm never going to... Um, I'm probably not going to top, to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna embrace that and, and take it as it was and really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that position seventh at London is yeah, I don't think there's been many Brits in the last 20 years who have who have placed higher. So
3: yeah achievement that um and it's circumstantial, like I'm fully aware it's because the elite field was a bit smaller and and whatever else. And yeah, but we don't need to mention that. I've spoke to, I spoke to Josh about this yesterday.
0: All he needs to tell people is he finish 14th at London Marathon, they don't need to know the time. Yeah, Yeah, I don't like
3: people saying 212.58, just say
0: 212. Yeah, oh, you've you've definitely can do that. I've, I think mine's the same, but 216. So, yeah, I'd never mention the the seconds, just 216.
3: I don't know why you said (laughs) 39.3 for my 1500 meter people.
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's my bad, but anyway. Um, so I suppose next, what's coming up? in in your plans next you going back to some shorter stuff or are you looking at you looking at spring marathon
3: i am hoping i'm going to get into a marathon next summer at one of the champs um and i'm hoping to target that and go there and, and compete and actually really go there to uh be up as high as possible i don't want to go there and i don't want to qualify for that maybe in the spring and then turn up in the summer and I'm third marathon in 10 months and I'm fried, kind of thing. So um,
2: does that mean? Because I know I know basically top 10 at London was a qualifying mark. Yeah. It was the trials. Have you heard, I don't know if you can say or not, um, if that is classed as automatic qualification
3: for Worlds? not automatic. Yeah. I've been told it's not automatic. Um, so, um, or British athletics aren't, aren't taking that as automatic. So, um yeah I mean that's yeah obviously it's not ideal but that's that's not the end of the world and um there's plenty of other options if if I'm not at a champs next year kind of thing but um obviously that's that's what I'd love to be at kind of thing and um but in order to kind of be at a champs and and actually give a good account to myself and compete then I need to work on my fire my 10k and my half marathon and um and focus on that and uh that's what i'll be doing this winter basically is is getting as fast as possible at those distances and i want to use altitude or at least learn about how i respond to altitude so we're going to try and get a few camps in this winter um and use them to basically educate ourselves um, my coach and i as to how i respond and how we can use that in the future to try and get to paris or try and try and compete the best at whatever championship I'm at next summer kind of thing yeah you you want to try and
0: avoid flag staff in January I'd say because some people might be out there who you don't need to be around like Josh um <laughs> so yeah where are you looking at altitudes? you talking Europe or America
3: uh, I think in January um Amir and I are going to go to Kenya okay. um, so there may be some other Lee City lads as well getting on that trip and um, yeah, it'd be it'd be a bit of an experience as well, culturally, and, and oh. have a bit of fun as well. Have you been Have you been to altitude before? Uh, I went to Boulder with George Gandhi and his Laffer group a few years ago. Um So that's that's my only experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kenya would Kenya would be good. Um And you've answered my next question. Paris is the ultimate aim, I presume, in twenty twenty four. So yeah, that- definitely.
3: I think yeah, you got to give it a swing and, and see what I can do and. Um yeah, definitely that, that'd be the dream. So but
0: you're you're still unsponsored. Are you still unsponsored now?
3: Oh, I've got you? um I've got a dog food brand at the moment. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. So that, that's a uh, great chum. Uh no, skinners, skinners. So uh, they got a new range, um get out and get active or something. So um yeah, that's exciting and stuff. So uh yeah, hopefully there might be some other uh commercial opportunities come my way and, and we'll see and Um, i'm fully aware that this is like my 15 minutes and i've got to seize it if i want to actually have any opportunity to do those things and um i know yeah 212 is is good but it's not the fastest so to make myself kind of marketable and and attractive to any potential sponsors i need to be pushing and, and taking all opportunities i can at the moment
0: yeah we have at least 20 listeners so I'm sure you'll appeal to them and yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Josh, you got anything else to fill?
2: Um, No, I don't think so. The well, Actually, w- one thing, because I sort of briefly touched on it, was uh, your pre-race diet for London. Just quickly, quick summary, because you can probably do it more justice than I did. Uh,
3: so I've been following a low-residue diet for like the, I did three days before London. Um, so essentially just eating bland, food no whole grains um no fruit and veg um basically removing all the things that create kind of bulk in the stool um and the goal then is to reduce any chance of any gastrointestinal upset um and there's also arguably a small weight gain uh, or weight loss uh, as an advantage as well um, of maybe half a kilo or so is, is what the research kind of suggests is the average um so that's what i did yeah and um basically that meant I was eating a lot of rice and a lot of rice pudding um, leading into the marathon. You've, you've done a much better
0: job than Josh did describing that and you can tell you're a doctor because I think only doctors call, call at your stall. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, mate. Um, I've kept you for, for long enough and, yeah, I'm sure you've got better things to do than talk to us us two with the day. So, thanks for your time and um, good luck with the rest of the winter and hopefully we see you uh, major champs next summer.
3: All uh, right, decent. Yeah, and any uh, any of your listeners who are keen on a trip to Kenya, then just get in contact. And the more area. You don't you don't want them in your DMs. Trust me. <laughs> Cheers, still. See you later.